What's up, guys? TrueDriver101.com. Big Ken here. How is it going, people? How you doing? I'm on the cell phone, so the sound won't be that great, but we're going to still make us a podcast. As always, if you are new to trucking, you can go to truckdriverbooks.com, type it in your browser, and it'll take you to my book, and you can get my audio book for you new truck drivers, which contains lots of information to help you get into this industry and make fewer mistakes. Uh, so let's talk about the book and let's actually talk about what today's topic is going to be about is how to follow advice. Many times when I create anything, I always get somebody who tells me, man, you know, I don't think you should give advice, babe, because, you know, people mess up and what happens is they don't do this and then they blame you. And this is a recurring theme of a lot of people. Right, this idea that you're going to say the wrong thing and then you're going to make all the mistakes in the world and the world is going to end. And then when you make the mistake, the universe is going to collapse. Oh my God. Which is garbage. A, you know, there's a, there's a mindset, there's an old book that I, I read once. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And in the book, it talks about the rich mindset and the poor mindset. And it doesn't say so in that book, but the rich, the poor man's mindset or the poor person mindset, let's be politically correct here, right, is that life is hanging by a thread. There's never, you never have any time. You should have did everything five years ago. This is a delusion that will destroy your entire life. You will constantly be afraid to buy a product, to follow advice, because everything might end tomorrow. But you know who only thinks that way? Poor people. Rich people don't think that way. They're always buying things. They're always getting advice. This isn't about my book, but it's about your whole life. It's about the whole fear that you're going to do something wrong and then the world is going to end. It's not. And when you take advice, you should not be following advice like a robot. You should be following advice, understanding if someone tells you there's a pool of lava in front of you and you cannot see you are blind and you as a pool of lava. Right. A smart person would say, well, tell me how to get around the lava. And the more person might say, ah, go left. And another person might say, go right. And then somebody's going to say, go forward. Right? <laughs> right? And if you stupidly go forward, right, you're going to hit into the lava. If you go right, there might be some more lava that pops up at some point. Right? You got to think. <laughs> you got to think, oh, man, wait a minute. I'm, I can't see. Could you lead me? Could you tell me what, what is ahead of me? I don't want to step in any lava that could be to the right or the left. Right. And then you have to, that's how you do it. You process information. You take it in and you start thinking. See, you gather the information. It's like an education. That's how college is supposed to work. That's how universities are supposed to work. That's how everything is supposed to work. You're supposed to gather lots of information and then you're supposed to use that information. So your life becomes better. You're supposed to think about what you want to achieve, where you want to be, and then you use that information to make your life better. Doesn't mean you're going to take every single drop of information, right? But you are now aware, as the example I gave, that there's lava out where you are, 
Right. And so you have to be prepared for that. When you get the book, I talk about when the first chapters, I talk about looking at your license. Most people say they want to be a truck driver and don't even realize how important their license is. Some people think we got the hookup. You become a truck driver. I have literally had people tell me you become a truck driver and these companies will get rid of your tickets for you. I have had guys tell me that. And I'm like, nope, that doesn't exist. No, that's not going to happen. See, the information in the book or the information in other people's videos or the information in other people's podcasts is all about explaining the industry total and getting through all these silly ass rumors, right? That lead people down really bad paths. I talked to a guy who made 200,000, I trained a guy. He made $200,000 a year. He became a truck driver because he believed that the average, he was going to become an owner operator because he thought the average owner operator was making $5 a mile. I crap you not. I <laughs> shit you not. He did. He thought the average owner operator was making $5 a mile, that that was the minimum. And he based this off rumors. He based this off not asking one owner operator, not looking in one magazine. I said, I didn't give him advice. I said, hey, man, go to the uh, kiosk, you know, where they have the, they have this, uh, I don't know if it's called a kiosk, but it has a little bin and it's got all these books on operators and on operator company driver jobs, team driver jobs, and just get the on ops, uh, on op brochure. And so he goes in there and he gets the on op brochure. This is at every truck stop. They always have them. They're all free. And he gets it and he looks and he's like, oh shit. <laughs> this dude, he thought he was going to make all this money. And it's one of the reasons I did the book is so people understand what to expect, what's coming up, what what's happening, right? It's not when you think about advice, people get too locked up on this idea of step-by-step directions, right? I'm just here to explain there's lava in front of you, right? You need to go left or right. <laughs> Here's why you want to go left. Here's why you want to go right, right? Now you make the decision and now you know about the lava or in this case, you know, you need to run your license and make sure that your tickets will allow you to get your license because if these schools will train you, take money from you or obligate you to pay them, right? Or, or some of these companies will train you and they will not be able to hire you and they will still expect you to pay them. I know when I got in the truck and there was a young lady, she was an amazing truck driver. Every instructor said this young girl can drive. Right. They, you know, and they loved her. She was great personality, smart, intelligent, everything. But at the same freaking time. Right. You know what the real problem was? She had drunk driving DUIs. Right. And they were nobody, not Warner, not Swift, not uh, Stevens, not um, TMC. None of them would hire her. OK, so they basically was like, well, and they were like, well, you know, she still got to pay for school. I'm like, did she been here in the school we went to was five weeks long she went through the school five weeks long and in five weeks y'all let her go through knowing that they probably when you put the applications in and knowing where her license looked like they knew that <laughs> pretty quick i mean they call you right back for pre-approvals and you still took this girl's money and obligated her to this fucking school that, that's some real shit. So you got that's why I did a book to give you the heads up. I also talk about what's expected when you get in truck driver. There's a lot of states that have stupid ass rules that you ain't gotta worry about 
backing up. You got a parallel park. I've talked about this before. It's the dumbest shit I ever heard of in my life. So I did the book and I talked about the importance of backing up 45 degree. One of the most important things you'll ever learn because you're going to do that at every place you go to. See, but again, if you notice everything I talk about importance, I explain why I talk about how to, how to, how to, um, how to make sure you're getting trained in it, how to do it. All this stuff is in the book and why it's important. So then you get the landscape. It's like a map. It's like you're getting the landscape of what the rules are and what's to be expected. Right. That's what we're doing here. Right. And then you take that and you use that as your roadmap. And you looking at when they call you on the phone, they're like, oh, man, hey, uh, we want to recruit you. But uh, don't worry about it. You come work for us and we're going to recruit you. We're going to pay for you. Know, we're going to give you a hotel and everything. And at our school, we only got 32 foot trucks. You can back them up easy. Well, if you bought my book. <laughs> I tell you not to do that because when you get in the trucking industry, the average truck is 53 feet long. You ain't going to be used to driving it, right? It's a big difference between the smaller foot, the 48 footers and the 53 footers versus the, uh, versus the 53. I mean, it's a huge difference. The shorter trailers making corners and turning the instincts you need to have when you're doing that, when you're in your, your, your uh, development of your career and your skills is extremely important. Right. That, you know, that you had a feel for that 53 foot. And that's why I did this. This is this is about following advice. Now, take this and apply this to anything you do. You go to college. The reason so many young people are in debt in college is because they go to college and they say, I'm going to learn this. And these people are going to give me because I paid them. It's like, no, here's what you have to do. You got to go to college. You got to learn how to think. You got to learn to think in a direction. Right. Learn to think like an engineer. Learn to think like an accountant. Learn to think like a doctor. Learn to think like anything. It's all about learning how to think. And then you had you learn the landscape. But see, a lot of times you learn the theories first, right, which is basically kind of theorizing about what's going on. And then you have to go intern with somebody. And that's when you learn the landscape. Right. Sometimes they do that. Now, your doctor, obviously. But a lot of times when you talk about accounting or engineering or stuff like that, a lot of times you got a lot of rumor, a lot of innuendo. But you don't have any hardcore facts because a lot of people don't go out and befriend engineers or other other professions like that. They don't they don't do that. They said, you know, people can go on YouTube all day long and look up any profession. I, I even like videos from an electrician. I like videos from a guy who was in um, who does maritime. And these guys are in hundred thousand dollar a year jobs. Right. With no degree. <laughs> OK. And the reason I highlight this because you don't have to be a truck driver. There are other things out there. You know, there's a lot of professions out there right now. There's more jobs than there are people available that, believe it or not, that has happened right now in this country. If 2018, probably to 2025. Right. So you definitely should take advantage of it and get out there and get you a skill, get you the ability to get paid or change your skills to get paid. Get in truck and get out of trucking. Right. But find somebody who, who can teach you the landscape, who can teach you what to expect. So, you know what the hell is going on, because we're not the only profession where people will gladly take your fucking money. Let me tell you, I learned this from engineering. Uh, there was a young man in Detroit. They have this program. I can't remember what school it was, but it was basically taking high school young people. And if you had a higher enough GPA, they would take you and they would train you how to become an engineer. Now, being an engineer just means that you've learned how to use programs and and um 
and math to solve problems or create things. Okay, so that's what an engineer does. And so they these young guys would go out and, you know, young men and women, they learn how to be an engineer and they go work for these companies where the companies would start paying a minimum wage, even though you working on four hundred million dollar contracts. But this young man I was in particular was talking to, he was telling me that that was cool when he was in high school. Right. There was mama. No big deal. Right. But, you know, he got out of high school and, you know, they they were like, we're still keeping you at the same pay until you get a degree. He's like, OK, he went out and got a degree. Now, at this point, they've been advancing him the whole time. So he went from doing what the students were doing, which was basically in high school, they were assisting engineers. Now he's actually doing engineering. Right. He's literally helping people who are in charge of projects. Right. They're making eighty, ninety thousand dollars a year. He is making literally 10, 15. 10, no, I think he said twelve dollars an hour. They wouldn't pay him anymore. So. He's sitting there like, what the fuck? <laughs> right? You know, and so, like I said, they wanted him to go get a degree. So he goes and gets the degree. Right. They fire him. They basically say, you know, since you got a degree, you know, we just don't have any room. And so you got to go out there on your own. So he goes out and now he has to find a new job. And they basically broke their promise. Right. Now, here's the thing he found out. After all this went down. He started talking to graduates from the program and they all had similar stories, not even just in Michigan, but in other places. They had similar stories. You can even find these stories on YouTube of people getting screwed who are learning how to become who literally have the skills of an engineer. Right. But they're getting screwed out of what they should get paid. You can find these stories on YouTube. He just didn't take the time to do the research. He didn't take the time to read a book, right? You know, he got all excited about the old mindset back in the day when nobody had degrees and five people had that kind of knowledge and everybody knew how to be a truck driver and a, and a, and a carpenter and an electrician. That's why a lot of these professions are so wide open is because back in the day, these professions were something that everybody learned in high school. High school's original job used to be to train people to be adults so they could go out in the world. They used to be high school's real job for some reason high school got changed into now we're we're college's bitch and our goal is to get you there which is stupid right you know it's kind of sad that we've done that to high school but that's where it is right now but anyway guys that i just wanted to talk about how to think gather information learn about your environment don't think like a poor person don't sit there and think if you spend ten dollars on a book you got played or you spend twenty dollars on a book you got played don't worry about getting played you're going to have bad situations you're going to have bad you know bad things are going to happen you're going to spend some money on a program maybe it won't turn out the way you think it should be but at the end of the day like i said it's not the end of the world it's not but nine times out of 10, if somebody took the time to write it or, or um, record it or whatever they did on the YouTube video, it's going to have some facts and information that will teach you the landscape, give you the map to avoid those pitfalls, to avoid that lava in front of you. You know, take that information in. Stop thinking, oh, that guy's getting rich. Right. Why are you concerned about like who's getting rich? Right. Do you realize I get emails? My book costs two dollars and ninety nine cent. I get emails. One people saying they want free. And I'm like, why you want free? Like, dude, it's two dollars and ninety nine cent. You ain't got two dollars and ninety nine cent. You don't need to be a truck driver. <laughs> you don't. You need to get in some money management, my brother. 
<laughs> you ain't got $2.99. Not saying you have to buy my book either. You can get this information from a lot of different ways. It's just an easy way. It's like a two hours long. You listen to that book, you get a lot of different, a lot of information in a short amount of time, and you can make a, a good decision about where to go in trucking. That's why I did it. Right. It's not because I'm getting rich. If I wanted to get rich, I'd have interviews and all types of shit in the book and it would cost a hundred dollars. And then if I sold five, I'd make five hundred dollars. If I sold ten, I made a thousand dollars. That's how you get rich. If I sell ten at two ninety nine, do the math, I ain't making no money. Okay. And that's before Gumroad takes their cut. Now, I want to talk about this because I always get emails about this. I've talked about this before, but I'm going to bring this up so guys can stop asking me about it. Gumroad is who I use to sell my book. I don't get any of your credit card information. They're a credit card processor. They handle security and all that stuff. All I got to do is make the link. There's a lot of companies like that out there and they're cheap. I pay like a hundred bucks a year. Okay. Now, I use the books. The books pay for that. You see what I'm saying? The books pay for that. So I don't have to worry about that. But the reason I bring this up is because people always ask me, how do you sell online? Man, how you do this? I got this idea. I got this idea. That's how you do it. You get a site and you get the uh, the link and you can link it up. But you need to create some some information out there. You need to find value. This is all about delivering value to your customers. And now if you really want to make money, you don't charge low prices like I charge. You figure out something that's worth 100 200 $300, $400, and then you charge for that. You know, like if you go on YouTube, there's a lot of fitness gurus. Now, they, a lot of the fitness gurus use something called Shopify. You can look them up, too. It's a similar thing like Gumroad. Um, but... Again, they're handling security, they're handling the back end, but you could they sell fitness and like so they sell like food, workout plans, things like that. If that's what you want to sell, like a product, those are the two things that I would recommend that you go to. And again, you can gather information about that on YouTube or Facebook or wherever from people who are actually selling using those products. I've had a great experience with Gumroad. Okay, haven't had a problem with them. All right. Throwing that out there because I get questions all the time. I, I'm not also the reason I'm also throwing it out there. I'm not doing it for you. <laughs> I get offers like, oh, man, build my site. Do it for me. I'm not doing it for you. <laughs> I'm not doing it for you. OK, I'm not. All right. Don't waste your time trying to call Big Ken to do it for you. He ain't doing it for you. OK, it's not my job. I drive a truck. I don't create websites. <laughs> OK, um, on to the next thing I want to talk about. Um, and the last, well, the last thing I'm going to talk about is in trucking, have a realistic idea of what you really want to do and then go for it. I just, I'm listening to a guy like I'm on an account right now. My company's losing this account. I can see it happening. So my eyes are open. So I'm already like thinking about where I want to go researching other companies. Um, I'm talking to a guy, you know, he's bitching constantly about, I ain't getting paid by the hour. I ain't getting paid by the hour. And I always hear this. And I'm like, why don't you like, okay. So I break down some companies that pay by the hour that I've learned about, you know, trying to be helpful. And dude's like, oh, well, you know, they'll probably fuck you over anyway. It's like, you know, if you give up before you, you're going to give up before you even give them a call. <laughs> like, you know, it's like an hourly pay. Everybody acts like hourly pay is going to be the, the the savior of trucking, the savior hourly pay. Oh, my God. No, it isn't. I, I know it's a company right now. I can't think of their name. 
Uh, it's, it's, they're in the CAG group, K-A-G. You can look that up, okay? There's, there's a group of uh, tanker companies in that group, and they do, they do different stuff. But one of the tanker companies in that group hauls, hauls um, liquid coolant. I know I'm probably saying it's probably Freon, I think it is. So the Freon, they haul, the company wants to require them to work, it, like, before it was like 10 hours. Now it's like they want to require them to work 14 hours if they can, right? And they, they sometimes want you to work on a weekend. So this is a real deal, okay? Like, they're, you get paid by the hour, right? That dream, woo! Right, but they want your ass to work 14 hours every day. I don't work 14 hours every day. <laughs> I'm off every weekend. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't work that. And with the holiday right now, we're going to have some days where I'm going to be off on Friday. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to have no freight, you know, because it's slow time. Slow times are coming, you know, because unlike all these owner operators last summer that were sitting around talking about $3 a mile. I'm making $3 a mile. I'm making $4 a mile. I'm making $8 a mile. They was. Go on YouTube. You'll see them. I say it every year. It just always surprised me. Every single year, I say it. They do it. Every single, right around April, they all talking about all that money they make it. All oh, freight is jumping. Oh, it's great. Ooh, ooh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And then soon as we get close to October, they start talking about rates is down. You know why rates is down? It's too many people in the industry. It's too many people, too many truck drivers out here in the trucking industry. You know, because they be calling me with cheap freight <laughs> it is the same mindset as the hourly guy always thinking that there's something that's gonna save him oh if there wasn't as many truck drivers out there if i get paid by the hour then i'll be saved no you got to work with realistic reality and ex and understand what what you really need like because there are guys out there who made two hundred thousand dollars this year and are still bitching about low freight rates well if you made 200 grand the truck ate 50 percent on average you made 100 grand fuck you bitching about <laughs> it ain't even the end of the year and you made 100 grand and you bitching you know, this is what happens when you don't think realistically, understand what you're getting into, think about what you're doing, right? Put it in realistic, you know, reality instead of the fantasy world and having that savior thing that's going, oh, I'm going to get hourly pay and it's going to save me, right? And they're requiring you to work 14 hours a week or 14 hours a day, right? Your ass is doing 70 hours a week. I'm doing 40. <laughs> you know? There is no magic. There's no magic thing that's going to save you. You know, learn from these people, man. Learn from watching these guys. You know, don't repeat their mistakes. And cheap freight, the funny part about cheap freight is they don't realize cheap freight doesn't really exist. You just keep saying cheap freight because, you know, man, they call me with like 40 cents a mile, 60 cents a mile. And I'm like, yeah, they call you. You know why? Well, because one, if it's the right product, it's got, an, it's got a date that it actually has to be moved. And it's got usually that date is a window. All right. I've been in this industry long enough to know most stuff is really moved on windows. By the time it gets to a company driver. Right. Or even on an operator. Right. It's either the last minute on that window. So at the beginning of the window, they lowball and then they lowball, 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 lowball until it gets to the tight part where they got to ship the shit. And when they got to ship the shit, that's when you get it. That's when the freight rate goes up. It's not about you. You truckers think that there's freight lanes and all this shit. None of that stuff is real. This is all based on what's going on with our customers. 
Our customers may have a situation where they're going after, you know, a, a different account. So, uh, so let's say I'm, I'm a company, I make cereal and uh, General Mills uh, just decided to give us a small contract. And, they, and if we do well on that contract, we'll get an even bigger contract. Well, guess what? If that's the case and I own a small little cereal plant, we make cereal in a bunch of different names. This, this actually happens in America all the time. What do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to pay $3 a mile to get that freight moved. I'm going to pay $4 a mile because if it keeps moving and I keep making money, I'm going to do really well. But once we get that contract, once we establish ourselves with General Mills, right, I'm dropping that down from the 3 $4 a mile down to like a dollar, right? And then once we get ahead, right, and we get in the groove, oh, I'm going to try to get some 98 cent loads hauled, you know, and we'll push it close to the expiration date. Right. You ever looked at the expiration date at a lot of warehouses? It's pretty high on a lot of food. And that's because they got time to negotiate, buddy. You know, I always tell people, you got to understand the trucking truck drivers and companies. And I know I repeat myself all the time, but it's just true. We are at a disadvantage. There's really like fifth. There's really maybe what? Five, 10 real major companies out there. And a lot of them own everybody else's subsidiaries. And they and their rules of these major companies are all over the shipping rules. And with thousands, millions of trucking companies negotiating with literally 15, maybe 20 major companies. And even those companies are probably subsidiaries of other companies. Look it up. Pepsi. Own, yeah, I've talked about it before. Pepsi owns uh, KFC and Taco Bell. How fucking crazy is that? Like, you got to, you know, put the shit in perspective, man. Like, that means that when you go haul KFC and Taco Bell, you're going to be negotiating with the same fucking people and Pepsi. That's a lot of fucking products. And that's just a tip of the iceberg. You know, it's really, it's not even, a, it's just not about us. I don't care whether you own an operator, company, driver. It's never about you. It's all about what's going on with your customer. Because that's where the money comes from. At my company right now, we're losing this account, right? The way all the the way I've seen it happen here, companies pay uh, companies get they they take as a huge hit to get in and get established, and then once they get in and get established, the company ditches the old company. They don't care who they are; they ditch the old company and they bring their trucks in and they start hauling freight, and it gets good and the money's good, and then they they do a turnover. Right. They changed management. They have changed management since I've been here three times. This company has a company that is a part of them and they literally change the the company that manages their company. And it's, it's like in the company is a part of them. It's like it's a subsidiary of them. They literally have changed it three times. That's fucking crazy when you think about it. Right. But that's how these companies operate. You know, they're just trying to keep things down. They probably ditching debt and like shutting down and saying, you know, we filed bankruptcy on all this LLC debt that we don't plan to pay. And all right, let's get the next fools in, <laughs> you know, that we can sucker into giving us money. Right. I mean, it's business is shady, man. You know, and you, you just got to understand, like the customer, that's what really drives, quote, freight lanes and all that shit. Like it's driven by the customer it's all about is the customer competing with somebody that's why that freight went 200 miles for five dollars and then i see guys promote this idea that you're going to get deals from people because you have a rapport 
bullshit. You're going to get deals from people because those people make money off you, right? And that's really who you're going to get deals from. What you got to do is decide what is the bare minimum you can make and how much do you need to pay your bills, lights, gas, and save and do all those things. If you sit down and think about those things all the way through, like I always talk about, because you're going to meet own operators who do that out here, right? I don't know. I'm telling you, you're going to meet own operators out here that do that. You ain't on. I don't have to be one, right? You can find company drivers out here that manage their money good. It doesn't matter whether you own op or not. It still comes down to the same thing. If you don't know what the fuck your bills are, right, you're never going to be happy out here. You're never going to be happy in any company you work. Remember the story? I always tell the story. There's a guy I worked at Warner Enterprises. Um, he, during his first year, he worked six months just like I did. I went to Warner. I went through training. When I got out, I had six months to the end of the year. That was the worst year at Warner I ever had. It was like $13,000 I made. That was nothing. I did way better in the next next following year, but thirteen grand. That's how fucked up, you know, being a rookie at Warner was during that, that time. Uh, but... At the same time, this guy was at the same, he was at Warner, did the same six months type of thing I did, got out of training, but he went and he was on a dedicated account and he was home every night driving a day cab. The first, the six months, within six months, he made $38,000. On a consistent basis, he was making close, he was making like forty five dollars to $59,000 a year at Warner as a fucking rookie. As a fucking, not even training, home every night, not training, working 10 hours a day. You understand that? So he's living it. He's he's and he had weekends off, by the way, weekends off. Making great money because that's how Warner works is if you on the right account, you're banging. Right. But here's the thing. He was massively unhappy because the money he was making wasn't enough he needed to get to a hundred thousand dollars he i guess he had a bad divorce or something whatever but he it just wasn't enough he was massively disappointed in what he was making understand this is when i started in trucking i've been in trucking over what 12 13 years right so this is 13 years ago he's making that kind of money which is excellent years ago and at the same time he's home every night Still not good enough. Why? Poor money management. Didn't understand why, what he needed to pay his home bills and got into a profession he did not research properly. And he probably was still unhappy. He would, the company we were at, you you were supposed to make $70,000 a year. But actually when I talked to the guys, they were saying to make the 70 and a hundred thousand, you got to cheat. Right. And hope you don't get caught. Well, that sounded great. But back then, I imagine if he still worked there now, I bet he ain't going to make that with no computer logs. <laughs> but look, the whole point of this podcast, understand, look, you need to sit down and do the math on what you need to get through. Every year in trucking, there is a slow time. And every year, truck drivers ignore this when they're making good money. In April, you need to be saving money for for uh, October, November, December, uh, January, February, March, 
and usually it picks up in March. Okay, you need to be saving money. That's a smart. You put away some money for that. If you don't start doing that, at least don't blame the industry. Blame yourself. It ain't that there's too many truck drivers out here driving. It's not. It's very simple. The those people that are still making it even with that cheap freight, right? Which there are some people who haul it, but a lot of people don't. But there are. They just know their numbers better than you do. That's really all it is. They know their numbers better than you do. I was at a truck. I was at a uh, repair place one time, and this old dude was there. And this old guy, he's there. He's getting his truck fixed, and his priority. And he was so. He's a perfect example of this. His priority was. He told me, "I want to go see my kids." Hang out with my grand, hang out with not his kids, his grandkids. See my grandkids, hang out with my grandkids and go home, um, you know, and drive back on the road. That's all he wanted to do. So he drove an old ass truck and that's what he did. I've told that story many times, but the reason I say it is because that guy understood his costs and, and how much he needed to live the lifestyle he wanted. There's another guy who had a brand new truck. He was making both of them had a load. He had a he got a load there with that Landstar. He had a load paying him. The old dude had one paying him two forty three. The guy with the brand new truck sneered at him. Like two forty three? That ain't no fucking money. <laughs> I just looked at him like it's crazy. And mm, try to understand that the real reason it was no money to him was because poor financial management. He bought a truck and he needed all this money, <clears throat> excuse me, to make a profit. And it never occurred to him that the money he needed wasn't realistic with the average price of freight. For him to make a real profit with his expensive ass truck note, he needed to be in the $3 range. There's no way you're going to get $3 consistently. Not unless you get out here and get your own authority and go negotiate your own deal. That's why a lot of guys who get their own authority be miserable. I mean, listen to some of the guys on YouTube. Listen to some of the guys on Facebook. They still, they literally claim, I got my own authority. And they're not even negotiating deals. Or I go to this company and they're supposed to make money. But you're not negotiating deals. If you go to a company where you got to negotiate your own deal, you got to negotiate your own deal. You just can't keep talking to brokers and be like, I'm still making the same money. It ain't good enough. I hear this shit all the time. And it's just like, I don't, I don't understand it. And then people go, oh, you, you don't own a truck. You don't own, I don't have to own a truck to know if I go to a company that you're supposed to negotiate deals at and you ain't negotiating deals. Well, you ain't going to make no fucking money. That's like going to Warner and you get through training and you decide I'm not going to train. Well, you, you don't go to a dedicated account. Well, that's what they do. They're dedicated. They do dedicated accounts and they train people. If you don't do one of those, you ain't gonna make no fucking money. <laughs> you go to Prime, same shit. Right? You better do dedicated and you better train people because that's what they do. It's like saying, you know, I, I'm gonna go to a steakhouse, right? And and I'm not gonna order steak, right? I'm not gonna. I'm gonna order one Brussels sprout. <laughs> I go there and I'm like, hey. I want one Brussels sprout. They'll probably be like, yeah, we'll sell Brussels sprouts on the side of a steak, <laughs> right? On the side of some steak because it's a steakhouse. You can't get one Brussels sprout. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, guys, I just wanted to talk on that. 
just my little rant. I got to get some sleep. I'll talk to you guys later. Truck Driver 101.